Hey there, this is Vic Mignogna, Captain James T. Kirk from Star Trek Continues, and you're listening to the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. Welcome, one and all, to Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. We are so thrilled you're here for episode 51. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith, and joining me at this point in the podcast, as he does every single episode, is a man once humiliated in the desert. He was left a sobbing bag of mostly water in a round of golf at night. And then he wandered the Las Vegas trip for days, saying, I'm really a better golfer than this. I'm really a better golfer than this. He is the... (laughs) I can't even finish it. He's my friend, Dan Davidson. Dan, welcome aboard, buddy. You're a liar. (laughs) I do not recall it being that bad. No, actually, it probably was that bad. That's all right. I, I can take it. It's all right. Denial is a beautiful thing. I'm sorry. If I'm beaten by a better person, it really is okay. And we know that wasn't me, so. He's a better person. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, when I I started playing golf when I was young, there was this thing in high school. They said that if you couldn't hit it past a lady's tee, you had to drop your pants to go to hit the ball next. It's a good thing we didn't use that rule when you were playing, sir, because there would have been some very scared people out there. Well, I would have to wear pants first, and that's touch and go any day of the week, my wife would tell you. Yep, it's good to be we, here as always. What's that? It's good to be here as always. Yeah, yet we digress. <laughs> Dan, before we get started today, why don't you tell the listeners of the podcast how they might be able to get in touch with us and send us some golf tips. Contact us. Let us know how Bill can hit that ball a little bit better. Uh, and evidently by what he told everyone, I guess I have to hit it better too. But anyway, I digress again. On Twitter, Facebook, and Skype, our handle is Trek Geeks. You can also send us an email at trekgeeks at starfleet.com or give us a call at 508-784-1701. Also on Facebook, you can join our group, Camp Kittimer. To join the group, just go to facebook.com slash groups slash Camp Kittimer. We'll let you right in. We always have good conversations going on over there. Uh, but please remember that any comments or messages you leave in any of these places may be used in future episodes of the Trek Geeks podcast. Back to you, Bill. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that information. <laughs> Dan, let's talk about some recent news. How's that sound? That sounds great. We do have some news. We do have some news. And first up, it looks like there have been some major guest announcements for STLV and people we don't normally see at Star Trek conventions. Uh, No, not at all. I would say I do not recall ever seeing any of these people listed uh, on the docket, so to speak, uh, in the time that I can remember for conventions. The first one... I'm very excited about, and that is Kirstie Alley from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. What? That is big news. That is going to be great. Um, we've seen her in so many things. After Star Trek II, uh, I remember she was one of the crowd favorites in Dancing with the Stars a couple years ago. She's always got uh, a witty uh, thing or two to say on Twitter. It's going to be really great to see her on that stage. I'm really excited by that, and that's probably one of the panels I'm most excited for at this point. I hope she gets her own time slot. Yep. I think that would be amazing. I, I, I think she's going to be surprised and impressed at the crowd all at the same time right it'll it'll be uh, I, I, along with the other person who we're going to talk about in a moment um i think it's great that the 50th 
is the one that they're going to be at because I mean, you, if you're going to start doing it, you might as well start with the biggest one, right? Oh, I agree. Yeah. And um, the other guest that was named has done other conventions before, but not a Star Trek convention and certainly not Las Vegas. And we're talking about somebody with an Academy Award. An Academy Award, a Tony Award. Um, I think she's one of the only people on the planet to have four of the major awards, and I don't remember them all. I apologize. I don't have the story up in front of me. But Whoopi Goldberg, the next generation's Guinan, is going to be uh, in Vegas. I do know by reading Creation's uh, webpage the other day that she is going to be on Thursday, I believe. She's going to have the panel. Um, and I also believe that both Kirsty and Whoopi are going to have photo ops and autograph sessions available. I can only hope that Whoopi wears the Guinan hat. That would be oh, amazing. The, yeah, the shuttlehead hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Family Guy, The Quest for Stuff. That's a little reference to that game. Oh, okay. And she does her voices. And she does a voice in that game, too. It's pretty cool. See, I only play that game with the sound off, and oh. I only play it when there's Star Trek stuff. Otherwise, oh. I just it's too repetitive for me. It's, it's great. I've got my wife hooked on it now. It's awesome. <laughs> Of course you do. Of course I do. But yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, Kirstie Alley. The news just keeps getting better and better. I think they have up to – I think they're at 60-plus now. For- I think it's 67, and they usually have well over 100. So, you know, between now and and probably July, late July, there will probably be at least 35 to 40 more guest announcements. Awesome. It's it's It'll be great to see – uh, who, you know, they're going to wait and they're going to have to have some big name towards the, towards the end of the uh, spring, beginning of summer so that they'll really whet the appetites of, uh, of people. I don't know how much bigger and more surprising you can true. get than Kirstie Alley and Whoopi true. Goldberg, though, you know? Yeah, that's true. Maybe they'll get you up on stage with Fark and the rest of Five Year Mission. You're the one that's supposed to sing <laughs> Faith of the Heart. As- <laughs> <laughs> That will be interesting. Uh, speaking, <clears throat> pardon me as I oh, go through puberty okay. again. Speaking <laughs> of interesting, our friends at Star Trek Continues, and we're going to talk about this with somebody very important in just a little bit, have kicked off their new crowdfunding campaign. Yeah, we're very excited about this. Uh, um, Star Trek Continues to Boldly Indiegogo kicked off uh, a week ago tonight as we record. Um, they are looking to raise funds for three more episodes of the series. Um, they have six uh, in the can and will be debuting in May. Uh, seven, they've got some post-production work they're going to be doing, and that will be coming out some point down the road. Uh, but it is up and ready, and they are looking forward to taking your quatloos and uh, churning out some more awesome Star Trek stories. Well, and our conversation coming up later in the episode is with none other than Captain Kirk himself, the lovely and talented Vic Mignogna. It's always fun to talk to him. He always makes us laugh, and uh, he doesn't make fun of you as much as he should. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily, you have the over-under beat on that every day of the week. Usually, I do. That is true. Yep, absolutely. And then, Dan, lastly in news, you, my friend... We're the guest of the Tricorder Transmissions crew on the Shore Leave show, and that episode dropped this past Sunday. Yeah. Congratulations. I, it was a great conversation. It sounds like you had a hell of a time. I had an unbelievable time. It was a lot of fun talking with Jeff and Claire and Heather and Morehouse, as I like to call him now, that Enterprise Extra. I didn't even realize when we were talking that he was the one who was on Enterprise, so I was, uh, I was very excited. We had a lot of fun conversation. We talked about uh, Vegas. We talked about my first remembering of conventions, and I had a lot to say about our trip to Boston back in 2014, I believe it was. Uh, and then our, uh, our, our first trip to Vegas last year, of course, was, uh, was a very heavy topic of conversation. Those folks over at uh, Tricorder Transmissions are just fantastic. I had a great, great time. They have six great shows that we hope everybody checks out on a regular basis. It is quality podcasting, and we love them. You can find them at the TricorderTransmissions.com. Uh, that's the tricordertransmissions.com or pretty much wherever you get podcasts. But please be sure to check out Dan on Shore Leave. It's a great conversation and we think you'll enjoy it. Thank you, sir.
We always enjoy welcoming back previous guests here to the Trek Geeks podcast. Uh, but for today, that welcome back is a little more special than usual. Uh, it's a little more personal for Bill and I. Uh, we've played golf together. Uh-huh. We've chatted and gotten to know each other. And we are very proud to call tonight's guest our friend. Uh, he welcomed us into his special world at Stage 9 last year, and we instantly felt like family. Uh, he and his amazing Star Trek Continues team recently la- launched their latest fundraising campaign over at Indiegogo.com. This fundraiser, aptly called to boldly Indiegogo, aims to raise funds for the next several episodes of this award-winning series. He's the brainchild of Star Trek Continues. He's a writer, executive producer, director, musician, acclaimed voice actor, the captain of the Enterprise, and he's not too bad a golfer either, I can say. He is Vic Mignana, and he is back on the Trek Geeks podcast. Vic, oh, we are thrilled gosh, and honored gosh. to see you. My <laughs> gosh, thank you so much. What a warm welcome. I'm so glad, so glad to be back with you. At it least, is, uh, at it least is we great do. to have you here. Uh, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. There's so much going on with uh, regards to STC, and uh, I'm sure we've got a, a lot to talk about. Um, first of all, let's let's delve right into the uh, Indiegogo campaign. It launched uh, a week ago tonight as we yes. record. Uh, yes. What can you tell us about it, man? Well, we've been so very, very grateful to the fans. Oh, my goodness. Um, the fans have been so kind and uh and generous and you know we we've we've always endeavored to be good stewards of the fans donations and in with the amount that we have raised in the two two campaigns that we have launched we have made six and a half episodes full length episodes with full cast full crew we've done them in a timely manner we've released them and 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 hundreds of thousands of people have enjoyed them around the world. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I, I think I would be remiss not to say that uh, uh, our current campaign is not advancing as quickly as we hoped, but I think we kind of assumed, uh, uh, unfortunately, but regrettably so, assumed that because of the current climate of uh, of fan productions, because of, of the 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 latest developments with some other productions that uh, you know we kind of feared that maybe people would be a little more lax and a little more apprehensive about donating um and so it's understandable that maybe it's not, not moving as quickly as we would like but you know what whatever people give us will go to doing exactly what we said we were going to do we were going to do and whether or not it's whether or not it's 50,000 or 350,000 whatever people Give us, it will go to making more quality episodes of Star Trek Continues, and hopefully we'll be able to finish our goal, which is to make 13 episodes. So Vic, I think that part of the apprehension people may feel is the uncertainty with regards to CBS. I think they feel that perhaps all fan films are in jeopardy, Um, and even though there's really nothing that that supports that. Have you had any conversations with CBS since starting this latest uh, crowdfunding campaign? No, I, I have not had any conversations with them. Um, but I will tell you this. I know this for a fact. All rights reserved means all rights reserved. In other words, CBS has the right to go after someone who they feel is abusing their license, and they have the right to not go after somebody. They can enforce their license any way they choose. So for somebody to say, oh, well, you know, if they're, if they're going to do this to me, they have to do it to everyone. No, they don't. It's their choice. It's their license. So I, I understand people's concern. And you know what? I will tell you right now, here and now, as I said in an interview last week, if I were to get a letter tomorrow from CBS that says you need to stop what you're doing, then I will release uh, a statement that says, you know what? We are very, very grateful for the privilege to have done what we did. We thank CBS for allowing all of us to do it in the first place at all. But it is their property. 
and we will honor their, you know, their license. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pure buffoonery to think that you're going to fight with them about their property. There is no, there's no fight. There's there. It's not a fight. It's a, it's, you know, it's an open and shut case. It belongs to them and they can do as they wish with it. We are hopeful. We're very hopeful that that uh, CBS will will continue to allow productions that handle the fans' money honorably and and respect their license honorably and and pay proper tribute, uh, you know, and 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 reverence to this beloved license. We hope that they will allow us to continue to do that. Do I have any guarantees? No, I don't. But we're going to continue doing. We're going to continue behaving uprightly and running our production ethically and morally and with high regard for the fans until until we can't anymore. Amen, brother. I love it. Um, one of the things that maybe fans will like to see if they're not aware of already is you've got some pretty cool perks on this Indiegogo campaign direct from the studio. Uh, yeah. Costumes and makeup yeah. and stuff. Actually, we do. We've got yeah, we've got some original, some of the original costumes worn by the actors, Lou Ferrigno and you know some uh, and uh, Lilani and even from our Civil War episode. Um, yeah, there are a lot of exciting things. I thought it was really funny that um, when the campaign kicked off Saturday morning, it was almost instant that Lilani's slave costume was taken up by somebody i thought that was pretty funny yeah somebody's gonna have some nice role-playing games we can confirm it was not dan or me so we, let's just get that out there right now well i wouldn't blame you if it was <laughs> so it looks like we're gonna with this the intended goal is to complete post-production on episode seven and then three more episodes is that right that is correct. That is correct. And and like I said, you know, we're going to do as much as the fans will help us do. Um, as you guys both know, um, I put in, I've already put in a large sum of my own personal savings to this production, and um, you know, I I uh, I want to see us complete the mission. I I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't make that up, but I'll take credit for it. Okay. I I have a dream to to play these scenes that I have in my mind in the series finale, which we've already begun writing. I I can see them so clearly, and I want more than anything in the world to play these scenes and to give a sense of closure to the original series. Uh, and leave Kirk and Spock and McCoy where the where the motion picture found them. And we've got some very, very powerful, wonderful, tear-inducing moments in mind for the series finale. And I am hoping and praying that we get the privilege to do that. Can you promise me one thing with the finale? Sure, what's that? Can you make sure that at some point we get to see Chuck in a white, Larry Leisure jumpsuit with his big beard going on and the gold medallion. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think he will have yet reached his uh, his uh, hermit in a cave um, persona. But uh, but I will, you know. But I will tell you guys, we've I've been thinking about this a lot, and we gave a very very gifted writer who I will not name yet but a very well-established writer, the outline for what we wanted to accomplish in our series finale. It's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's been working on that, and I am just dying uh-huh. to, get those, to get those done. That's great. Oh, that's, I just, it's chills thinking about what it could be like, and we can't wait for the announcements. Oh, my gosh. The images in my mind and what I, what I want us to do, um, I, I – uh, I'm I'm praying, and in fact, one of the reasons that I that I set an actual deadline that I basically said we have an end goal here. We're not just hey, keep giving us money and we'll keep making episodes. No, mm-hmm. we we want to make thirteen. We want to do the equivalent of a television season, and we want to 
to actually bring an ending to the five-year mission of the original series. And uh, we've got it charted out. We've got several episodes in the pipeline that we want to make, including the the 12 and 13 two-part finale. And hopefully uh, the fans out there will will see what we've done in the past and uh, like it enough and want to help us finish it. Awesome. Speaking of seeing some of what you've done, Dan mentioned, of course, earlier that we were your guests down on set last year. And we saw a portion of the episode that will be released shortly, episode six, Come Not Between the Dragons. And Mm -hmm. we know precious little about this episode. We'll admit that right off the bat. But (laughs) you released a photo on Facebook that was very, very interesting the other day. It showed guest star Gigi Edgeley and, of course, Todd Habercorn as Spock. And Spock was firing a phaser. Mm Mm-hmm. And pissed off looking. Yes, indeed. (laughs) You are a master. It's funny. People were like, what does this mean? And I'm like, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know what? I'll tell you guys something. Um, We have always been, with the other episodes, we've been very tight-lipped about what we release. We always thought that it would be more exciting to, to not let anybody know what's going on and not release anything and not give any spoilers away. And I think we, we did it almost to a fault where, you know, where we, we should have been sharing more to get people excited. And so the other day I said to Lisa Hansel, I want to start sharing some pictures from six and some images and things from six that'll get people excited. And, uh, and she said, well, do you want to send me the pictures and I'll post them? And I said, no, I think I'll share them myself. Um, and so that's what I've started doing. Um, the first one was with me and, and, uh, Sulu on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the second one was the one with Todd. And the third one is going to be really provocative. Uh-huh. Um, I've got it sitting right here on my desk. Oh, you, oh man, oh, you're I'm awful. Gonna, and, oh, it's, and, you. and, and it's going to be one of those things like, what the heck am I looking at? What oh. is this? Um, so I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Hey, I want to go back to, um, our visit to studio nine for a quick second. And I yeah. think it's okay to talk about this because I believe that it's been mentioned on, on Facebook in the past. Um, while we were there, on top of spending time with you and all of the cast and crew, which was so awesome, we also had the additional thrill of meeting Rod Roddenberry when he visited yeah. the site. Yes. Um, I believe it was during that visit that he stated something very powerful that you have on your Indiegogo campaign right now. And I want to quote that, if I may. Uh, Rod was quoted as saying, <clears throat> I'm pretty damn sure my dad would consider this canon. The fact that you do stories that mean something, that have depth, that make us all think a little bit, I really think he would applaud you guys, and I applaud you guys. And as far as I'm concerned, it is canon. So thank you, end quote. What does that mean to you and the cast? Oh, it's, it's beyond words. You know, I've had the privilege to become friends with Rod, and he is such a high-quality human being. Mm-hmm. He's extremely kind and extremely generous, and and uh, he has a very strong sense of wanting to preserve his father's vision. And uh, when he came, I mean, I I told him about what we were doing, and of course, he had seen our episodes. Yeah, but it's very different to actually walk onto the soundstage and and to walk through the sets, as you guys know. I mean. No amount of word description can really prepare somebody for actually walking through it and experiencing it. And, um, you know, Rod never visited the original series sets. He he was born after the series was over. Mm-hmm. So this was – it was especially uh, wonderful to have him there and to share this with him. And And after he was just there for a day or two, he came to me and he said, you know what? I get it. He said, all of the stuff that you told me about your family and the kind of uh, atmosphere that is here and the people that are working on this, I I didn't fully understand when you described it. But now being here and seeing the people and watching you do it, I get it. 
it must be something now. It must be you must be actually very proud to, that he's been named as an executive producer on the new series as well. Very proud. That's very proud awesome. In, very proud indeed, and he's very excited about it as well. I hope, I hope that he'll have some significant input in uh, in what they do. Mm-hmm. Vic, when last you were on our podcast last year, it was episode fourteen, and I know that because I looked it up. We are way beyond that now, and since then, you guys have put out two amazing episodes. The first of which was The White Iris, and you asked us what we thought it meant, and we're here to both tell you that we were wrong, just like you said we were. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Way wrong. Way wrong. We could not have been more wrong, but it was such a beautiful episode, and I think it hit all of the notes that you mentioned during our last podcast conversation and more. You'd said that it it addressed a part of, of Kirk's character that you never truly agreed with, and I, I think that it did that exceptionally well. And I have to tell you, when we got to the end, I cried because it was yep. beautiful. And I have you know to what? commend everyone for that. It was such a beautiful well, job. I love you guys for saying that. Thank you. And I will let you know that even though I know every flipping frame of that episode inside and out, and I you know, was there when we sh- – I helped write it. I was there when we shot it. I, I edited it. I sound- worked on sound design. I mean every element of that episode I know so well broken down into separate pieces and yet even now if we screen it at an event yeah. and I sit there and watch it at the very at the end of the yep. at the end of the episode I find myself tearing up as well. Yep. No no episode of the original series ever got me to do that either, and that one did. And that's a testament to to your incredible performance. Wow. Um and okay. that line when she just says you did. I believe that's what. Of course, I'm I'm paraphrasing um, for her name. Just fantastic, and and the writing of that episode was so great. Um, all the guest stars uh, played the roles just so well. It was such a moving episode. I'm honored. Thank you guys so much. I I'm very very you know I'm very proud of everything we've done, but I'm I'm particularly proud of that episode because it was uh, like I said it. it it addressed it addressed something about Kirk's character right. that I that I felt was sorely lacking, and uh, and I'm I'm just so very very pleased that it's gotten the response it has, and you know we've gotten hundreds of emails from fans about that episode and what it meant to them, and it's amazing to see how people can see it through different lenses, and it can mean something different to them. Um, and and get them through a very difficult time. I'm going to tell you something, guys. I've not told anybody this yet. About four days ago, speaking of this very thing, I can't believe I almost forgot. About four days ago, <clears throat> our social media, our, our uh, webmaster forwarded an email to me from a guy who wrote us and said, I know you get a lot of letters thanking you for what you're doing and telling you how much it meant to them, but I need to tell you that episode four saved my life. He said, I was going through something right now. I'm going through something in my life very much like what Captain Kirk went through. And he said, I had prepared a week ago. I had prepared to take my own life. I was in the planning stages of taking my own life. And I stumbled across this episode and I stood in front of my computer in tears and watched this episode and sobbed at seeing my childhood hero going through exactly what I was going through and the way he handled it. And he said, I, he said the way Kirk handled it and it meant so much to me and it literally kept me from doing what I was intending to do. That's... And I mean, like, what do you say to that? There is, there, is no, there is no amount of money or recognition or fame that could ever equate to having made a difference in somebody's life like that. You know, you and I have, have talked about this offline before, Vic, and there's a healing power to Star Trek. And Dan, I know that you, you can testify to that firsthand, too. 
it, yeah, I can, Vic. When you were telling me this, I had to actually mute, and I think I clicked it twice because my hand was shaking, so you may have heard me typing. Uh, I've told people this before. Um, I'm in that same boat. I'm not in it with Star Trek Continues, but I'm in it with Star Trek. I had a very difficult time during my life uh, years ago, and I went through the exact same thing that you just described. I had everything lined up. I had everything prepared. I had the barrel in my mouth, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. And I didn't because Star Trek got me through it. Um, so I have a very, very powerful reaction when I hear stories like what you just told us, and I want to thank you very much for sharing that. Well, thank you, and I, I'm... I'm honored to play some small part. It's a big part, man. Believe me, <laughs> well, very big. I, I hope. I hope we can continue to do it. I hope. I hope that people that listen to your podcast um, and hear these kind of things know that this is what their donations are going to. Mm-hmm. It's not fighting the Klingons. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> my not favorite a- phrase of yours, man. I love that. <laughs> and I and I hope I say it with enough disdain. Yes. <laughs> because that is so not what Star Trek is about. Yep. And and um and I hope that people that that are that hear this and maybe contemplating helping us see that that what we're doing is truly a desire to give back to people what Star Trek has given to us. Mm-hmm. I have no desire or illusions to become the next Captain Kirk or to get the lead role in the new Star Trek series or to make a million dollars. From I have no interest in that. None. Yep. None at all. My only desire is to pay tribute and homage to to the show that meant so much to me and clearly meant so much to others. Yep. Well, we know that um, Episode 6 is, is not – that far away um the countdown has actually begun oh you guys it's done you know it's done oh yes we know it's done but we know that it's coming soon um what can you tell listeners about when uh when we're going to be able to see it well i will tell you this if you if you are so inclined and you're the traveling sort you could buy a plane ticket and go to fedcon in germany um we're going to be doing a sneak preview of episode six at FedCon in Germany in May, in the middle of May. And then two weeks later, it will world premiere at MegaCon in Orlando, where it will then go online immediately after that. And I got to tell you guys, man, this episode, you know, as soon as you think, well, what else could we possibly do bigger than that or better than that? As soon as you think that, I mean, this episode is so wonderful. It's powerful. And it's action-packed, and it's got all kinds of amazing new things, not the least of which is engineering. Yes. Like no one has seen engineering on, sta- on screen since the original series ended. Oh. Um, and this is in all its glory, full-blown, fully built out, and, uh, and I just – I can't wait. I'm chomping at the bit. Last week, I had a meeting with Andy Farber, our composer. Mm-hmm. And he is right now, as we speak, composing original music for this episode. And then in about a month, I will be flying to the studio where we will be recording a live orchestra again for the music to episode six. Wow. And uh, yeah. The music, he does such a great job. We just love what he did for the other episodes. He sure does. He's absolutely brilliant. And this episode has a very special element. That's all I will say. There's a very, very special element to this episode that requires its own theme, and he's working on that. Awesome. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pry you for information, and I know it's not easy to pry information out of the captain, but <laughs> earlier you mentioned that you wanted to open up a little bit more on what's coming out for, for Come Not Between the Dragons. Can you give the Trek Geeks podcast listeners an exclusive on something that we're going to see in this episode, or is it till, still too secret? Uh, let me think. Let me let me think. I will tell you this. Um, there is an element of this episode that no other production has ever done. Um, I mean, in addition to engineering. 
there is a major story component to episode six that no fan production has ever accomplished. And uh, I, I don't want to say – I just really don't want to say any more than that. That's it is a awesome. classic Star Trek element. It is something that, that, that you saw in several episodes of the original series. But no fan production has ever been able to do it. And we did it. And, and I cannot wait for you to see it. Oh, wow. OK. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you because I'm like <laughs> wetting myself. <laughs> You are a master at telling us just so much. So Believe we... me, it's really hard because I want to tell you much more than I than I than I um than I'm telling you now. But believe me, I want to tell you more. Well, we have a couple of listener questions for you. We put out on our Facebook group that we were going to be talking with you this weekend, and we had a couple of questions. The first of which is from the co-host of the Trek Geeks podcast. His name is Bill Smith, and it says, <laughs> Dear Vic, please tell the truth. You beat Dan like a drum when we golfed in Las Vegas. Isn't that true? <laughs> wow. I'll let you answer that first, man. Then I'm getting in on it. <laughs> I, I hope I hope we're going to do that again this year. Oh, pff, done. Done and done, sir. Let's definitely do that. Definitely. If, if the captain says we want to do it, then we're doing it. Oh, it was so much fun, you guys. It, it was, was so great. much fun. I wish we could get out on a full course and, and uh, you know, play a full round out there somewhere. I'll tell you what. If I remember correctly, and, I, you know, my memory is not as good as it used to be, but I think we were pretty much neck and neck until the last hole, and then you made me literally fall on the green like in like a slobbering baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a lie. He wiped the floor with you, Davidson. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> It was so fun, you guys. It was great. It was such a good time. That was fun. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for that question. You're welcome. There's actually actually another question that's for real. This is from one of our listeners named Rick. Um, He wants to know if you guys accept volunteers to work behind the scenes at Star Trek Continues. Well, you know what, Rick? I appreciate you asking. And yes, we do. But the problem is we have hundreds of them. Wow. So we we can only handle so many. So what we normally do is we, we have a certain number of volunteers that we allow to come down. But we, we just – I mean you guys were there. We just can't yep. function right. if right. we have too many people crowded around. Right. And, and the, the other problem is that we're down there to accomplish a goal. I can tell you from personal experience that there are fan productions out there that – they they make it so much about how many people they can have at their at their production but they don't accomplish the goal so at the end of the 2 week period or however long period that they were supposed to shoot an episode they haven't shot an episode and then they have to come back again and again and again and reshoot this and pick up that because they didn't accomplish the goal when they were there to do it in the first place well that is not something that I'm going to allow to happen to Star Trek Continues. Our first main priority is shooting the episode. And if we allow too many people on set, then it it makes it more and more difficult to get the stuff shot. Mm -hmm. So while, believe me, you guys know me now, I would love, I would love to usher the entire world through our studio. Nothing would give me more joy than to give people personal tours, to give millions of people personal tours through our studio. I am so proud of what we've done there, and I want to share it with the world. And seeing it on screen is not quite the same as walking through it yourself. And, and, um, and, and so I would love to share it with more people, but when we go down there to shoot an episode – that's the the first priority. Yep. As it should be. And, 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 and also, you know, we've got a lot of people that return. And there's something very special about having our family there. And the people that we, you know, the people that we, um, that we, that we love and, and, and we work together with. And it's great to have the same group of people working. You know what? I'm very proud of this, too. I've worked with a lot of productions. And especially fan productions, they can't keep the same group of people. Mm-hmm. 
They can't keep the same actors. They've got three people playing, you know, yeah. different people yeah. who've played the same role or two, two, two people have played this role or four people have played that role. And they, and they have completely different, uh, you know, crew people because, you know, typically once people have done it once, okay, they're kind of over it. But I'm very, very proud to say that we've created an environment at STC where all the same people come back and they love being there. And we've made fast friends there and we make something very special and they realize how special it is. So I'm very proud that, that, that all of our people come back almost all the time. And Bill, I think we can attest to the fact that the second we walked through the doors, we knew that it was a special atmosphere, right? You, you know, and I've said this before, Vic, you know, when we walked through the, the door and crossed the threshold, we didn't feel – you know, any tension in the building. We didn't feel any ego. There were no encampments. There were no cliques. There were people who were genuinely pleased to see one another and catch up on what everyone did the night before. And people say, well, you know, we're a family. But you know what? There really is a family there. And it was beautiful. I have to tell you yes. as, a, as a witness to it. Yes. And I'm glad you saw that because that's one of the things I'm most proud of. Um. You know, I, I always wanted to do this, and I've said this in other interviews, and I apologize for repeating myself, but I always wanted to do this with friends. I never wanted to just hire a bunch of people to do it. You know, I didn't want to just hire a bunch of production people to accomplish the goal, a bunch of hired guns. I wanted to invite friends of mine who happen to be actors or happen to be DPs or happen to be lighting guys or sound guys or makeup people or costume people to come and, and do this with me. And that's what we've achieved. I wish I could bring everybody down there. I wish all of you listening. I wish, oh my goodness, I wish people from CBS. I wish uh, naysayers and haters and, and critical people could come in and experience what you guys got to. Um, it's truly, it's truly a, a unique experience. And I can say that it will be something that we will never, ever forget. I can tell you that without a doubt, man. Um, <clears throat> I got a, I got a one more question from one of our listeners, Vic, and this is going to be, this is going to sound funny. It's not, it's not a plant. It's a real question, and I can't wait to hear <laughs> your answer. It's from uh, uh, one of our followers, Paul. He says, Vic, what do you really think? Of Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. <laughs> Be kind. <laughs> now, Paul, do you really think I would come on their podcast a second time if I didn't love them to death? <laughs> and, and Paul, do you really think that I would take time away from my friends and the Star Trek Vegas convention to go play mini golf with them if I didn't love them? Wow. I think we got that good answer, Bill. Yeah, I'm gonna actually. Absolutely. I'm gonna take that Absolutely. and put it on a loop after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you what, uh, Vic. We feel the same way about you, uh, Michelle, Chuck, Kim, every single person, Todd, every cast and crew member of the family down there in Georgia. We feel exactly the same way. Uh, we cannot wait to see what the remainder of this journey brings. Uh, Bill, I don't know what else what else to say. It's just it's such an honor to be able to uh, have been behind the scenes and to see that family in action. It was incredible. It, it I'm really honored. Is. Thank you. You know, Dan and I have donated previously. We are donors again. We are proud to support Star Trek Continues God and bless to you. say that you know we have we have you know, hung with the family for a brief time and we love and miss all of our star trek continues friends and we want this to be a great success for you well thank you and you know what um i i really really appreciate that and anything you guys can do to get the word out to your your listeners and and your own fan base would be so greatly appreciated we're running this indiegogo is running for 60 days and uh and you know what like i said i'm I'm not too concerned. Like some of our production team wrote me the other day and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. You know, uh, this this time a year ago, after only a week on, on our Kickstarter, we had 
we had a hundred thousand and now, you know, it's a weekend and we've only got 50. And I'm like, you know what? It's going to be what it's going to be. You know, people can see our work. They can see what we've done. We know that there are a lot of people that are enjoying it. And, uh, you know, there may be several different, uh, reasons why it's not, why it hasn't, uh, increased as fast as it has, but I'm fine with that. Whatever the fans are willing to give us, I can promise you that it will be used to make more quality Star Trek. And uh, hopefully we'll get to uh, to finish the, the five-year mission, which has never been done. Well, we can't wait to see. I, uh, I'm also going to um, make sure that we get you back on after some of these episodes come out so that we can talk about it and talk about the uh, fundraiser and what we have planned. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Please do. Yeah, I definitely want to come back, especially after 6 comes out. Let's talk again. Absolutely. Because 7 already been shot. It's yep. done. Seven is shot, um, and I will tell you guys, it includes a set from a first season episode that I that I absolutely loved, Whoa. and uh, it's never been done by anybody, but, but um, we've recreated that set spot on, and we shot, we, we used it for episode seven, and uh, it's, it's going to be another very, very exciting episode. That's going to be coming out in the fall. Oh, my God. Damn it, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Vic, we are going to be tweeting and Facebook messaging the hell out of everybody to uh, check out your Indiegogo site and do what they can so that we can get those goals reached so that we can see more unbelievable Star Trek Continues episode. You are one class act, sir. We are really happy to talk to you again, and we look forward to talking to you in the future. Oh, thank you, guys. Many, many blessings to you. Live long and prosper. I look forward to seeing you very soon and keep in touch let me know once once uh once six comes out drop me a note let me know what you think of it and thank you so much for everything you can do for star trek continues dan i think we both agree it is always a wonderful conversation with Vic. He is such a joy to talk to and deal with. And I hope we get to see him sometime soon because it's long overdue. It is long overdue. One of the things that I love when we're talking to Vic is, is, is everybody knows how much I love Star Trek continues and, and Vic is just fantastic. He gets you excited about Star Trek continues in a way that I can't even explain. I already love it, and I love it even more after talking to him because he's so enthusiastic, and he loves it so much, and he is a class act, and he means what he says. Well, you remember last year before we talked to him, I hadn't watched the original series since Leonard Nimoy had passed away. Right. And it was after our interview with him last year that I got excited about the original series again, mm-hmm. and I've been watching it every weekend since. Yep. You know, I pick episodes at random, and, you know, when you talk to Vic – he, he he just brings this energy to the table and this excitement, and it it helped me rediscover the original series again, which I didn't yeah. think I could do, and now I watch it completely differently. So, yeah. um, I, I'm excited for this crowdfunding campaign. We hope that all of our listeners check it out. If you go to uh, Indiegogo.com/slash/projects/slash/star-trek-continues, or if you just search for Star Trek Continues on Indiegogo. Right. You'll find it, um, and we hope that you know people will will see their way to uh, to helping them finish the mission. And the other thing that's great about this uh, this fundraiser, as as people who follow Indiegogo or, or Kickstarter know, is they'll be able to use all the funds that are are given to them. It's not like you have to reach a goal or you lose it all. Um, if it's one dollar, if it's a thousand dollars, every single dollar that you that you donate is going to go to this project and is going to be appreciated by Vic and every single person associated with the production. Well, let's be honest. You and I have been there and we've seen Mm -hmm. the frugality that exists in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's building offices. Nope. Nobody's installing carpet. Nope. You know, they use a, there, there are no offices. There's a common area where people drop their stuff and then they go to work and it's the same area where they eat lunch. Yep. For, you know, yep. this is you know, the, this is not creating something that you know that, that people may never see. Every dollar goes to something involved directly with the production, and more often than not, on screen. Right. Absolutely. 
So, you know, we are proud to be donors. You know, we, we've seen it firsthand. So we can tell you that we've witnessed what happens on set. We've witnessed the values the production has, and we've witnessed that they keep the donors in mind first. So, and we've also seen the, um, level of appreciation and gratitude that everybody in front of and behind the camera has for these, uh, fundraising, uh, funds that come in from fans well and for star trek in general yeah you know there's oh, yeah. a there's a love of star trek that permeates that building and every mm-hmm. facet whether it's construction or you know lighting or you know uh, cinematography or costume or makeup mm-hmm. or even just you know making sure that somebody can get from the airport to the studio right you yeah. know there is a passion for this project that is infectious and we love what they do. We love everybody down there. We've taken to referring them as our Star Trek Continues family, even though we were just guests in their house. But they are an amazing collection of artists and people, and we can only hope that this is the greatest success for them. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it is infectious, and that's an infection I don't mind having, unlike those <laughs> other ones. <laughs> well, dude, remember what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay there. So you might have pierced the veil, as Oops, it were. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, let's. Uh, speaking of great Star Trek, we want people to tell us about their favorite Trek, so their first time watching Trek. Yes, and um, that's all a part of our Trek Fifty campaign. Why don't you fill us in a little more? Yeah, we got a great Trek Geeks project. Uh, it's a celebration that's fifty years in the making. Uh, because for over half a century, we've shared their adventures and we've taken inspiration from their discoveries and we've explored strange new worlds and sought out new life and new civilizations. That journey has been our journey and we've loved every minute of it. But this year, uh, as you know, uh, Trek is celebrating its 50th anniversary. So we're going to do a fun little project called Trek 50. Uh, it's really simple. We want to know where your Trek began. Uh, we want you to tell us if it was at home or if it was at college, was it TOS or was it DS9 or was it Voyager like Vic talked about uh, in today's episode? Um, tell us about it. Um, just what you need to do is uh, go to our website, uh, trekgeeks.com slash trek50. Uh, you can call uh, 508-784-1701 and leave a message. Um, there's a handy little record now button on our webpage where you can leave us a message as well. Uh, we just want to know, uh, what episode or what movie did you see first and what did you like most and what made you want to keep watching Star Trek? Who was with you? Uh, what made that special? Um, tell us all the details you want. Just please remember to tell us your name and where you're calling from. And please try to keep the message to a maximum of three minutes so we can let all of our listeners in on this special Trek 50 podcast. We're going to do this in September. We're going to put them all together and we're going to do a special episode so you can hear everybody's story. That sounds fantastic. I can't wait to hear it. Are you going to do it too, Bill? Uh, Absolutely. I am. And you should too. I'm going to, sir. So, um, uh, uh, in fact, I think I've already done mine, actually. So I have not done mine. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. See, I have a special thing I want to do with mine, so I just got to plan it out. Uh, does it involve a musical number? It doesn't. It does involve my brother, though. Well, speaking of musical numbers, we would be remiss if we did not thank the house band for, for STLV50. That would be our friend's five-year mission. They allow us to use their music every single week for this podcast, and... We truly cannot thank them enough. They are five amazing guys who do some great music based on the original Star Trek. And we hope you'll all head out to fiveyearmission.net and buy all of their albums. Right, Dan? They're all awesome. I love listening to the music. I love talking to the guys. I got beamed down in my head all week. I think you had it done there in there, too, in that little noggin of yours. If I remember correctly, you posted something about that. I sure did. It was stuck in my head for days. So it's a catchy tune. You know what I actually did, man? What's that? I took the, um, we went to see the Ultimate Voyage last week, and, and I got the CD, and I burned them all, so I have it on my computer. And I also threw in Beam Down in the middle of all those tracks. So I got a little nice Star Trek soundtrack, and then I got the five-year mission guys playing it. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, coming up next week, we have a great conversation planned, don't we? We have a great conversation planned. Yes, we do. I'm going to repeat you. We have a great conversation planned. We uh, we reviewed Horizon a few episodes ago. Uh, it was a 
very well done. Uh, Tommy Kraft uh, outdid himself uh, with the movie. And we actually are going to finally get to speak to Tommy Kraft. And Captain Hawk himself, Paul Lang, is going to join us for a discussion about the movie. Pretty cool. Uh, Very exciting. I look forward to it, and we hope you all do uh, also. We hope you all do, too. I know what I want to say. I just couldn't do it. We hope you all look forward to it, too. But for now, this has been Episode 51 of Trek Geeks. And we hope you all live long and prosper. Hey, Bill. Dan. Captain Kirk here. Oh, Captain. I've got a title change for Episode 6 on Star Trek Continues. Oh, what is it? Coconut Between the Dragons. Oh, my. I'm out. (laughs) We may both be out after that. (laughs) Sorry, Vic. Bing bong, but but we didn't get a bing bong. I know. I we have to we have to work with what we have. So I just did it for you. Bing bong, <laughs> bing bong. <laughs> Which, <laughs> are you are you sporting the shirt? Uh, I am not tonight. No. Do you got a problem? You can have the shirt on. Um, well, I knew you'd be wearing yours, and the last thing I wanted was to look like a couple of tools because we're wearing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, are you ready for the uh, the big uh, what I'm drinking? <laughs> the big what you're drinking. Your <laughs> I command. Think of the, name. the big release. Re- uh, not release. The big reveal. 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 Your command of the English language is staggering. It, I it is. It's it's really bad. So this is. Get to the camera here. Shock top. What the strawberry habanero wheat? What and it is awesome. What Sue f- even loves it. What the fing f- <laughs> It's like what? Shock top comes out with some really weird stuff, but it's really good, man. It is really good. If by weird you mean totally shitty, yes. <laughs> you should try it. You'll you'll like it. I doubt that highly. It it's it's strawberry and then zing the habanero hit you. And what? Zing, bang. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, squirrel, cut it out. <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And there's even little bits of strawberry in there. You can see it floating around. Oh, great! So it'll kill me. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's right. You. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be funny, wouldn't it? Oh yeah! Mm. Laugh riot. <laughs> Thanks a lot, jerk. Sorry, sorry. Dear diary, why does Dan want to kill me? <laughs> why? I can think of a lot of reasons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? What are they? Yeah. Uh, just you being you, brother. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm liking this album cover for uh, episode 52. I gotta say, I'm not lying to lie. It, do you want to pat yourself on the back? I mean, no, no, no. I'm no, no, no well, really. you're in it for one, so of course that just makes it like the best ever. You you don't need me to congratulate you. You're clearly doing enough of a job for yourself. Wow, <laughs> it would be nothing without you. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Thank you're, you. You're you're wrong. So how's the recording? Is it working? Seems to be. All right. Good. 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 Excellent. So we got to all our we got our questions and stuff. We do. Yeah, yeah. Our, it we gonna like, do any of the questions from the Facebook page? Looks like we're going free form. Is that correct? In what way? I see no questions. I, I really. Yeah, just questions there. Not many. No. Okay. So we're going mostly free form. I like it. Yeah, we'll do the questions, and I I do want to uh, point out Hinman's article and how great it was. I think when. Our interviews are more conversational and less um, fact finding. No, less scripted with questions. Mm. I think they're better. Yeah, that's fine. 
like uh, we got a lot, we got some positive feedback on our disruptor beam one because we had nothing to go in with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. True that. Yo, can't believe the number of downloads for relics. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, for an unpopular take on a popular episode. There, uh, there is one person who, who replied in one group, with you know how you can have the expressions. Yes, they they use the angry face. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, that's the way they're gonna be. <clears throat> so yeah, we can ask. Um, we can ask if they accept volunteers because the answer could be no. Yeah, that's true. Do we want to preface any of the questions that we're going to ask from that as questions that our listeners? Absolutely. Why not? Yeah, I just want to make sure. How about you stop trying to be the executive producer, Dink? If you uh, would listen, you will see that I asked the question for you to answer as the executive producer. I didn't need to answer it. I didn't say we're going to do it. Cease and desist. I said good day, sir. I cease thee and I desist your ass. Dude, I got to say one thing. You are such a drama queen. You got to chill. I prefer to think of myself as a princess. <laughs> such a drama queen. Mm, mm, mm. What sad. can I say? 